H exclamation point T in a five LBS bag emoji. Imagine that whole thing and you're like, oh, it's Janet. And then just like, cancel. No, I won't do that. Yeah, there's not um, enough space in the iPhone. That's the only reason, but. Right. What a life. Anyway, well, listeners. Good, uh, listeners. What's up? Sorry for the absence last week. I was a traveling girl, um, as you know. <laughs> Wait, did you? Did, it, did anyone know? <laughs> Rod travels. I'm a traveling girl, and I took that week to really internalize a lot of criticism I got for eating Cheez-Its <laughs> in the last episode very loudly. Mm. Did that bother you? <laughs> No, no, I, I was uh, well aware that you were going to be munching on Cheez-Its when I heard you opening up the box. Yeah, it was a, talk about a rude awakening. <laughs> so I was mentally and physically prepared to hear you um, munching on Cheez-Its. Yeah, you were mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually prepared to just listen to me snack away like a crackhead, snackhead, if you will. Our listeners, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> snack addict. <laughs> Snack addict. Snack is whack. Um, I don't regret it, and I don't apologize, but I did internalize that criticism, and today I've stuck with a liquid who, diet. Uh, who uh, who complained about it? Um, we got a complaint from listeners Stephanie Cornelius and Anna Fartbox. Um, Anna Fartbox. So thank you for that. <laughs> Anna Fartbox is um, a very good friend of mine. She also lives in San Diego, and her last name is... Fartbox in my phone. That's so. an awful last name. Um, it's French. Fartebox. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if all French last names were pranks. <laughs> right. Fartebox. <laughs> Fartebox. And then, I don't know. Poupé like, shoot. Like poop shoot? No, poupé shoot. Poupé shoot? <laughs> mm. Yeah. What do you think? What's a, what's what's another one like uh, infected pee hole? No, <laughs> infected that's pay hole. <laughs> and also like pee hole in general is like uh, just having that come out of your mouth. No one wins. No pee holes are pretty much instant. My name instant is Gemma Infecte Pay Hole. <laughs> but you can call me Gemma Pee Hole. Like what? <laughs> what is that nickname? <laughs> <laughs> so Noste. I actually don't think French is the most beautiful language. I really like it, but it's not my favorite. What's your favorite language? Um, I feel like I like Italian more. Oh man, you're You don't? You're yeah, you're wrong about that. <laughs> Why are you saying that? <laughs> I think my favorite language to listen to is actually Portuguese. Oh my god. That was a that was a power choice. That was like that was a good call. Portuguese is it's kinda gorgeous. Like, it's like a song. It's kind of like interesting to listen to. Yes, it's true. I actually like Portuguese more than crappy Italian. I take that. What? <laughs> Italian's garbage. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I like Portuguese, but it just sounds nice. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's something really um, soothing about the about like the tone of it. Yeah. You know. Meanwhile, know. Chinese sounds like a car accident. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm obviously joking. But French is beautiful too. I do love listening to Japanese people talk. I think that's interesting too. Okay, so okay, so let's get real for a second. If we were to break down like what, you know, Asian language is the most beautiful when it hits the ears, it's kind of devastating just how clear of a hierarchy there is, right? <laughs> like it just right. feels like we all so. know the ones that are Gorgeous and the ones that sound like a sexual assault in your ear. I'm just being honest. 
<laughs> I'm not going to shout out which ones I'm thinking of, but there's one that literally is like, "Woo, you're screaming at me. <laughs> and then there's one that literally sounds like a tea garden blowing soft petals into my face. Yeah. And I don't, Daddy yeah. Like. I mean, I think you're right. There's some that are very harsh sounding. Doesn't mean they are harsh people or anything. No, just definitely. The language is, yeah, the language is as... harsh. It doesn't mean they're bad drivers. It just means that, like, when Ooh. you hear it, it just has a different <laughs> tilt. Like, it just, it cuts yeah, right. instead of smooths, you know? It's right. like one's soft, jiffy, and one's chunky. Mm, I agree with you. Yeah. I think we can both, and we don't have to say anything else. We don't have to say anything else at all. <laughs> right. That's it. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. This was episode 26. <laughs> <laughs> the language episode. Can you imagine? That's right. The language episode's pretty good. I'd listen to that. I love language. I was in the car the other day with uh, driving back from Pam's uh, stupid little uh, town that she lives in uh, back to Montreal. And I was in the car, I was in the car with this woman from Haiti. And she uh, oh, beautiful. I was in, in, the, in the car with a woman from Haiti. And I was in the car with uh, a girl who was traveling who was from Algeria. Oh my god! We had a nice discussion about language, and it was uh, it was nice. Was it, it was nice? Good. That's so. It's yeah, such good. a. Do you always have such an internationally diverse car share situation? No, no. The car share this time was super. Uh, well, w- there was one time where there was like a guy from Mexico, a girl from Quebec, and then a girl from like yeah, some African country that speaks French. Oh my god, beautiful! That sounds nice. But wasn't one of them like an idiot? <laughs> was this that one? Uh, a lot of them are idiots. But wasn't there one, one time, girl that was like, I've never heard of To Kill a Mockingbird or something? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the girl that I drove back to the United... It was That was rough because she was very dumb, and I was in the car with her and then these two very cynical Frenchmen. Oh, my God. So, okay. so every single time her. she would open her mouth, yeah, they would just, like, shit on her. That- <laughs> and well, she so was like... She she like was- Why are you going to McDonald's? Wasn't that her? Yeah, yeah, they were both like, why are we going to McDonald's? And then they were sitting there like eating McDonald's. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm I'm the only one not eating anything. Right. But twist. It's because what? Because <laughs> you'd had because... McDonald's hours before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mention that to him. Yeah, thank God. But honestly, if the French are having McDonald's like she can shut up. Also, like they were so loudly complaining about it. And it's like, dude, you guys are you, you went like. Uh, like a meter off of the, off the highway. If you really don't want McDonald's, we could find like right, a grocery store. Right, like you're not in a desert. And you're like, of course, yeah. the only thing available in these countries, McDonald's. Like, um, yeah, I'm like, or you could drive 15 whoa. more minutes and hit up anywhere else. Like, yeah, right. You know that they secretly wanted. They're like, I absolutely hate this, but if I must, I'll have a number six, um, twenty piece chicken nuggets, um, yeah, right. sauce, <laughs> um, just like loving it. Ugh, it's so annoying. It's like the it French equivalent be- of like, should I be bad? Right, I know, and they didn't want to admit it, but they totally were loving it. Um, it. But then the frustrating thing was like, fifteen minutes later, we drove past a Taco Bell, and I was like, we should stop at Taco Bell, and they looked at me like I had farted on the Queen of France or something. Oh my God, are they joking? What year are they in? Don't they know that Taco Bell has like usurped traditional fast food opinion and become something else entirely? Mm-hmm. I know. Such fools. Oh, my God. I would be so pissed off if I just had McDonald's by force and then, like, five seconds later passed a Taco Bell. I would, like, (laughs) silently cry while looking out the window. Just thinking of a gordita crunch. Yeah, I know. They're so good. They're so good. I love it. On my way down to L.A., I may have stopped for a quick quesadilla 
from TB tuberculosis. I'm glad that you did. You didn't stop at like a legit Mexican place. Not once. Didn't have a single burrito in SD. But on my way home, you know what I got. Mama likes what she likes. I won't apologize. Yeah. There's something about that absolutely radioactive sauce that I can't say no to. And I do love the. I don't know they do if they do them anymore, but the cinnamon twists. Oh my god, you know what? I actually don't think they do them anymore, but I know what you're talking about. The ones that were like really dry churros, like styrofoam churros. (laughs) Yeah, the styrofoam churros are really good. They're so good. I always loved them. Even when I was a kid, I was like, these are great. What on earth are they made of? (laughs) Like, literally. (laughs) They'd like trigger my asthma. The flakes would like stay in my like esophagus, and I was like, what the hell is this? More please. It was like deep fried styrofoam yeah it was so uh, weird it was like it's like they went to our elementary school and found the wood chips in our sandbox and literally deep fried (laughs) them and put sugar and cinnamon on them and i was down yeah tasted good to me tasted super good i kind of feel like cinnabon should do like a taco bell should like be bought by taco bell or something don't you see the two is like like, united in some weird way yeah i could see it be like a taco bell cinnabon two-in-one restaurant super easily i see that more than i see like pizza hut like in in my mind the only thing like don't people associate cinnabon grossly with breakfast like that's when whenever we would have cinnabons at my when my dad would do would like wake up and do the pillsbury cinnabon it was always a breakfast thing Really? Um, that's a good question. I had never had a Cinnabon in my life until sophomore year of college because we were living right by a mall for a little while. Um, and like I mentioned not having a Cinnabon and my friend Matt literally drove to the mall and got me like a cinnamon roll and it was fine, but I didn't know it was like a thing, let alone a breakfast thing. Yeah. Daddy needs taco. Oh my God. Well, great. I'm glad your trip down South was such a success. Yeah. I'm glad it revolved so much around fake Mexican food (laughs) instead of any (laughs) engagement with the actual peripheral Mexican culture that is bled into SD. Right. We got a, uh, we got a lot of stuff to, to catch up on though, man. I I don't know. Did you miss me so much? I did. I did. Every day I was like, what's Rod doing? Where's he at? (laughs) <laughs> the answer is near a Taco uh, Bell. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was going, I wonder where Jackson... <laughs> you couldn't hear yourself over the uh, diarrhea. Yeah, totally. It was just like... <laughs> I wonder where Jackson... <laughs> like, oh, God. Loved every minute. Gross. But we have a lot to catch up on with each other and with the world. <laughs> a lot's happened. Yes, but... We don't give a shit about most of it because we're talking about the MTV Video Music Awards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much has happened in the world, and it's time we talk about one of the most unnecessary conversation pieces, which is the yearly shitstorm that is the MTV Vardomars or Vimas or VMAs. I'm glad to announce that neither one of us actually sat down and watched it. Yeah, I'm honestly proud of myself <laughs> in some um, like sick way. How many how many years has it been since you actually have seen like did you did you ever was there ever a point in your life where you would be like oh my god tonight's the MTV VMAs I'm gonna sit down and watch it you know the weird thing is I feel like I came into the VMAs like late like I didn't really watch them during their hate or maybe I did I don't know I mean I watched last year and I watched I've been watching for sure since 2009 yeah. that I know for a fact whoa. Which is crazy. But I just don't know how many times I watched before. I watched that year when it was like nine nine ninety nine. Do you remember that? In 1989? Maybe. And then the, 
Did they do like a thing where it was like a retrospective of all the VMAs before that? Yeah, like all 21 of them, which is like honestly not that yeah. much, but like we'll take it. I mean, like, yeah, like, I mean, there's been a lot for sure. I mean, it's crazy. I didn't realize until I was like kind of reading up on the VMAs that like that famous Madonna performance of her in the wedding dress doing like a virgin, like the iconic Madonna performance, like that was at the first VMAs ever. Mm. I didn't yeah. know that. That's, like, pretty crazy to me. Like, the VMAs it's, have it gotten some, some, like, pretty iconic moments. That was our talk about the VMAs. Thank you guys for it tuning was on. in. We remember the old episodes <laughs> of it. No, there's so much more to say. But, I mean, like, yeah. the the talk we just had is very, like, emblematic of how I've always digested the VMAs, which is just in, like, choppy moments. Which makes me think I've never even maybe... I don't know what I've seen and what has just been, like forced upon me as an image. Do you know what I mean? Like, MTV, MTV has these shows and then they get boiled down into one moment. Yes, yes. That is exactly how MTV operates. It's like people, it's like everyone's always like, they don't play music videos anymore. And it's like, it's true that they don't, but they still operate like a music video. Like everything is just clips. It's just like, nothing is a full like story. There's never anything going on on these shows, which is why I feel okay not even watching it anymore. Right. Which is nasty. So... Yeah, what was last year's moment? The year before, I remember that was the Miley, the Miley, uh, that crazy performance right. with the foam finger. Right, like America's literal like meltdown over her twerk against Robin Thicke. So that was the year before. Last year was super tame. Last year was nothing viral really went down. Beyonce had that like twenty minute medley that I actually didn't think was that great, but it was still really also kind of great in terms of her like ability to perform for like the whole time. Um, but nothing happened, which is also why I think they wanted this year to be buck wild, which is why I think this year feels like really fake <laughs> as fuck to me. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I do you think. think it, do you think do you think Miley Cyrus meant to show her tit to everybody? Oh, my God. Is that one of the many controversies? I didn't even hear that one that she like accidentally yeah, she, flashed the audience. Her boob was out. Yeah. Well, she was like backstage or something and like she had like uh, something. She was like hiding behind a curtain and she was naked and then like. She dropped the curtain a little bit, and uh, everybody got a little peek peekaboo at her left uh, left booby. Really, did not know that. For just a second. Um, yeah. yeah, she might have done. That. I mean, honestly, she's naked all the time on her Instagram. I like know. she kind of doesn't boring. care. And I also feel like at this point, that is like not even that. Like, there's a reason I didn't hear about it. I'm sure that she. I can't tell if she did it on purpose or if she just like cares so little that she just like forgot and like let that curtain drop. I have no idea. But that is not the what? craziest thing that happened with Miley at the VMAs, right? Like, what? The, the ultimate was the Nicki Minaj moment. Oh, that. Oh, come on. Wait, what do you mm. mean, come on? <laughs> oh, come on. That's so... Fake? Isn't that so... Yeah. You think it's yeah, fake? Yeah, I don't know what to They're, think of yeah. Miley seemed I mean, really shook by it. <clears throat> yeah, but I don't know. I mean, why is Nicki Minaj getting so worked up about VMAs? I mean, I definitely agree with Miley in the sense that these awards don't matter. So I kind of loved that. But I, but yeah. Nikki's talking about something bigger, right? Like she's talking about. I mean, I guess so. She's talking about something about race. I don't know yes. if she if, is talking about race. She is, and if there's one, who's the last person who has any room to talk about whiteness and blackness? In pop culture, definitely, definitely, definitely Miley. Definitely Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, like of all oh, people. Oh, because she was mad. Oh, because this was about some stupid quote she had, right, in the press or something. 
This was about a quote that she had in an interview with the New York Times about the Nikki Taylor beef. Mm, so it was about okay. that beef that got squashed, but Miley just said something about it. Basically saying, like, Nikki didn't need to have, like, basically, like, policed her tone about it and, like, didn't... Oh, she, she was, was just like, it really didn't Nikki. need to be about race, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, it might be about race, but, like, why bring it up in regards to something as dumb as this? Like, just love everyone or something. Like, she brought out her, like, hippie bullshit. Because you know how she's, like, going through, like, this hippie phase? Like, she's, like, doing that now. Have you, like, noticed? Mm. Like, I, like, do you follow her on Instagram? Acid hippie. Acid hippie. Or happy like, hippie. Uh, happy hippie. I don't know. It's like a butt hippie or something. <laughs> yeah. My, her new album, Miley Cyrus, Butt Hippie. <laughs> butt Hippie. Oh my god, what was the that was like the fake Rihanna album that um me, Rule and Seppo kept joking about. Where it was just like Show literally me your hot, hot garbage. Yeah, or no, it was like stick it in my nasty puss or something. Just like oh. literally something so vulgar and like so <laughs> disgusting. Um but no, now she's like I hate number one, okay, quick side note i like literally hate hippies <laughs> like 100 okay. percent. like couldn't like them less like i've always felt like hippie culture is a very like anti-intellectual culture like it's always why been because a- they're like they're like nature's good man and like yeah, you should give totally. us stuff but we don't want to give you anything yeah. yeah totally like if you don't love a rock why should a person love you like just the idea yeah. of like prioritizing <laughs> feeling over thinking you know what i mean or like positioning right. those two things as being like oppositional where like right, i think right. if you're like a living entity on this planet with like any cosmic or karmic like worth to you you probably need to find a way to do both of those things simultaneously you know like to feel right. things and think through things and i feel like hippies just don't it's just like not it just they don't think or something something about that movement feels very superficial so i'm not at all surprised to see Miley like be aligning herself with this like with this kind of culture or like these textures and stuff you know where it's Why? like because it's she's all hella love. dumb yeah uh. or just because yeah like because she's so like I don't know one hippiness is like a kind of privileged thing like the idea of just being like we all just need to show love to each other it's like mm, yeah or you can feel like unsafe <laughs> every like minute of the day and like have okay, people policing yeah. your body and like killing you and your people and like you can't show Mm. love you know what i mean like Mm. it's weird so it's like part of me is almost like i like can't be bothered to think about that until she like unlocks whatever freshman dorm she's like (laughs) getting high in i like don't even know what miley's up to so like the fact that she's like making these comments is definitely like girlfriend like just stick just stay out of it like why but was nikki faking it i don't know i can't tell Mm. Like, do you mm. think she was? Mm. I don't know. I guess so. She seems really mad about the whole thing. Why is she seems uh, really mad? But also, does she care? I can't. I think tell. it's dumb. I just think it's dumb. Any, I mean, I realize like, I mean, I realize Nicki Minaj's music video was like super downloaded and like super popular and stuff. But I didn't think it was good, so I really right. don't. I, to me, she doesn't have any. She doesn't have any legs to stand on. Yeah, no, I feel that in terms of quality. But I it's mean, sort of like how I felt about Selma, where I'm like, this movie's not great. I don't think it's like a great movie, but it's definitely like up the alley of like the Oscars. And that video is like up the alley of the VMA is yeah. like, I mean, yeah, none of those right. videos are great. Like, I really don't think that video is great, but like none of them are, you know, except all right, I guess. But like, yeah, the Kendrick video. Yeah, that's a great video. That's like a pretty great. Also, can we just talk about the fact that the award should be going to the directors? Like who, why is, 
Why are the, why, why are these singers getting them? Like, what are they coming? One hundred percent true. It's so You're nuts. right. But um, yeah. but what about I thought you, I thought you liked the Beyonce video. I thought you said you enjoyed that. Oh, I did. I forgot that was nominated. Yes, Seven Eleven is yeah, great. Right. That should have won. Actually, I think I think that should have won. Who Taylor Swift won? Yeah, for which one did she win for? She won for two different ones throughout the night. I think she won for Bad Blood, Blad, that like shitty one. Blad Blood. Blad Blood. <laughs> Blank it's blood. It's a mix of blank space and bad blood. Um, yeah. yeah, and she literally was like, I'm so glad we live in a world where men can be princesses and girls can be soldiers. I was like, um, what are you talking about? I literally don't know like what that has to do with anything. I wish someone would have set her on fire in the middle of the show. Yeah. Loathe her. <laughs> but what yeah, do you she think won. of What do you think of stars... In the entertainment industry, getting up on the mic and saying, just believe in yourself and you can do anything you want. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I don't know. It don't depends who's saying be, it. Don't you think there should be more people going up there and saying, you should do the thing that you do. You're not special. <laughs> if you enjoy taking the trash out, maybe you should be a garbage man. I d- yeah. Just settle. I feel like if Ed Shireen wins an award, he should be like, I have no clue how my nobody <laughs> ass got up here, and I would urge you not to risk it. <laughs> right. That's what he should say. I'm lucky. Right. Right. Well, guess who doesn't get on a mic to say that? <laughs> Kanye oh <my> God. West. <laughs> that guy is so unbelievably ineloquent. <laughs> When speaking in front of people. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. What about side note when he called himself a millennial? I was like, homie, you're 42. Dude, I know. (laughs) I was like, are you you joking? Like, he's insane for saying that. That was the moment where I was like, ugh. I wanted to do it like a line by line read through and see if we can like suss out what he's talking about. Um, but I got to look up the Kanye West, uh, um, like a, uh, what's it like called? Like a transcript? transcript his... I mean, they were everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy. I think we should definitely, definitely do that. And it's the number one Google hit. Here's a full transcript of Kanye's incredible VMA speech. Incredible. So, I mean, okay. okay, okay. Read it. Should we, should we, should we go through line by line and try to see? Okay. So this is the first line. Okay. This is Connie West gets on the stage. He just won, I don't know, some VMA. He won the Video Vanguard Award, which is like a lifetime achievement for music videos. He won the Video Vanguard Award. And now, like, I'm on this website and, like, it's one of these ones that, like, just started playing uh, Kanye West uh, music video. Anyway, here okay. we go. Okay. First line reads, bro. Bro! <laughs> Listen to the kids. First of all, thank you, Taylor. For being so gracious and giving me this award this evening. So it starts out pretty legible. Okay. Not Um, bad. Also, but we should note that he got to that after a good, like, six minutes of standing there, not saying a word. Just letting the applause wash. Which is okay. Which is fine. That moment I didn't mind. But, like, but her presenting the award, you know what he's referencing. Obviously. Everyone knows. When, when, when she, when he took the mic from her. When he took the mic from her. Which is, like, the crux of the entire speech. But continue. Damn, this is really long. Okay, the second, the second, the second thing out of his mouth, and often I think back to the first day I met you. Also, you know, I'm. Uh, is she talking to Taylor Swift right now? He's talking. Yes, he's talking to Taylor, but he's he talking, talking to the world. The, he's talking to the, the kids, bro. <laughs> ah, that's what I thought. 
you know I think about when I'm in the grocery store with my daughter and I have a really great conversation about fresh juice. <laughs> and at the end of the day, say, oh, you're not that bad after all. Okay. So what do you think of that line? So I think what he's saying is that when people meet him in public, they're always surprised to find that he's not as awful as he seems. And right. And they realize like you can just have a conversation with Kanye. Oh, about about fresh fresh juice, juice. which I would like to say that I would love to do. I would love to talk about juice with Kanye. So Kanye, Kanyezy. When he's like uh, talking about getting booed at a baseball game after that. Okay, so he gets booed at baseball games. Yeah, yeah, that crosses his mind, getting booed. And then he says, and I think if I had to do it all over again, what would I have done? Would I have worn a leather shirt? Would I have drank a half a bottle of Hennessy and gave the rest of it to the audience? Y'all know y'all drank that bottle, too. If I had a daughter at the time, I would have sent, went on stage and grabbed the mic from someone else's. That, you know, that is the part. Where he's mm. asking it. He's asking if he would have done that. Oh, I see. If I had a daughter at that time, would I, would I have, have done went it? on stage and grabbed a mic from someone else's? I see. And the ah, answer is no. Taylor was someone else's daughter. I see. Right, right. So is he saying he respects women more now? Did he not respect women back then? Is that what this is? I mean, it's so hard to say, like, what he's saying. Because, like, every time Kanye talks, there's such a disconnect between what he means and literally what's coming out of his mouth. It's yeah. like he has these coherent thoughts and they get funneled through some, like, crazy shredder and come out as like I don't want to say ramblings because that feels like really just like like I'm not engaging or like not thinking about him as like a real person but like they come out as like like nothing like non sequiturs right (laughs) like always continue the thing is like he starts he starts like it's like making sense at this point like you know I can understand what he's talking about and uh everything seems hunky-dory but then he just starts, like, repeating the word bro over and over again. Which is nasty and is literally my trigger. I hate when people say bro. I don't hate it, but um, it's like, um. Come on? Oh, <laughs> no, I said, huh? Oh, oh okay. I thought you said come on. Come. <laughs> come. And Every time someone says bro, I'm like, come. Right. They're like, uh, what was that? Okay. Um, so, right. So he's Maybe talking you should about, breeze through and hit some of your favorite points, because it's a long speech. He yes, goes for 13 minutes, long. bro. Okay. He goes, um, oh, man. What's my favorite part, even? So I like this part. He goes, I don't understand when the biggest album or the biggest video. I've been conflicted, bro. I just want <laughs> people to be more like, but fuck that, bro. 2015, I will die for the art, for what I believe in. And the art ain't always going to be polite. Y'all That's might be thinking great. right now, did he smoke bef- something before he came out here? The answer is yes. I rolled up a little something. I knocked it off. I knocked the edge off. <laughs> so, um, like, and, well? then he, and then he goes on. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, bruh. But all I can say to my artists, to my fellow artists, just worry how you feel at the time, man. Just worry about how you feel and don't never. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, confident. no, I, right. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> also, it sounds like he's taking back his apology to Taylor when he says that. He's saying, 
only care about how you feel at the time. I mean, he definitely, Meaning, uh, like, he's think, not sorry for doing that because that's how he felt at the time, right? Yeah. Like, right. no, like, isn't that, like, what he's saying? Like, he's basically retracting his entire apology he's for doing that thing. Contradicting himself in a very roundabout way. Which Kanye loves doing, as we know. Yes. Right. In this, this very the, speech. And then this is the part where he goes, I'm confident. I believe in myself. We the millennials, bruh. This is a new mentality. We're not going to control our kids with brands. We're not going to teach low self-esteem and hate our kids. We're going to teach our kids that they can be something. We're going to teach our kids that they can stand up for they self. I mean, you're not a millennial, Kanyezy. Like, I don't even know what to say. Do you have to sit him down and show him his ID? Kanye West. Let's see. What year was he born in? I mean, he's an he's an adult. Like he's literally a, a fellow. He is. Let's see. Born in 1977. Okay, yeah. so that is quite literally so long ago. He's practically the crypt keeper. No, I'm kidding. But like, he's literally not a millennial on any level. He's definitely not a millennial. I like literally cannot. I mean, what what was your what was your reaction when you were watching this speech? When when it was happening, what were you thinking? Were you entertained? Because I was not. I was, <laughs> I was just annoyed. Well, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but from the clips and the bits I heard, I, th- I, I was laughing because he's, he like doesn't make any sense, and it's really funny to listen to him ramble. He just rambles. Like, it's like, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like watching a, a really beautiful train wreck a very confident train wreck a train wreck that knows it's going to crash into the wall and it just keeps going and it doesn't stop because it's just (laughs) it just believes in itself too much right that's the thing he's just so confident he's just so confident but like i mean i don't know there's just like I, okay, you know that I'm such a Kanye apologist. Like, you know this. Yeah, I mean, he's a great artist. I love Kanye. He's great, Kanye and works. I actually, like, love his, like, I hate calling them rants, because, again, just sounds really reductive, but, like, I do love those things he does in his concerts, but, like... I love it when he gets really worked up and yells into the microphone for a really I love that. Yes, I think it's great, and I'm not... I love it for, the for, a re, for like, a good reason, but, like, I... I really think Kanye is sincerely misreading the platform he's being given because I don't think people are always laughing with him. Do you know what I mean? I think people are laughing at him a lot of it the time. It feels like he's it feels like these speeches are constantly him defending himself. But I think he thinks that people are listening sincerely and I don't know if he realizes that people are only listening because they think it's funny. Because like you said they think it's the the train the car wreck. Like I don't think he knows that i don't think he knows that people i don't i don't think he knows that he's not successfully commanding that moment as well as he thinks he is dude he has to i mean i don't know maybe he just is so confident that every time he grabs the mic how he's can like, uh, a man how can kanye west listen to that speech and be like nailed it <laughs> like in what I world i mean you know and he does it's not like i'm sure he reads stuff on the internet he knows he must know that he's, he's unintelligible um, but you know, this is just, uh, it's great. I think he just maybe, uh, thinks we're all idiots, even though we like every single time he grabs the microphone, everyone's like, Oh boy, here we go. And then he right. never, he never lets us down. He never does. I mean, yes. Okay. I definitely love that for sure. Like I, I, I think like 
I actually wrote about this this week for like the Atlantic. I wrote about sort of this idea of like him taking up space and like commanding space and time. And like, that is like a really powerful thing and like super subversive and important, but like he needs to use that platform better. Like he's just so inarticulate. He's so hideously inarticulate. You know what I mean? And it's frustrating because like his arrogance that everybody cites, it doesn't bother me when he says he's a genius. Like, that doesn't bother me. Like, it bothers me when his arrogance prohibits him from becoming a better orator. Like, objectively taking a yes, look at how he communicates with others. Yes, like, that to me is like the yeah. fundamental flaw of Kanye West. It's like, it's not even that he thinks he makes the greatest, it's not that he compares himself to Steve Jobs or like says he makes the greatest albums. Like, that doesn't bother me. Like, sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't, but whatever. But it's like, when your arrogance is preventing you from becoming better at something, and something that you're now making so part of your brand, it's like, dude, you need to get it together. Like, that is crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like, he's just mm. so... Every time he talks, I'm just like, can you... Like, why didn't he prepare a speech? Why in God's name didn't he prepare a speech? <laughs> well, I don't like, know. Maybe I he just, likes the... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he, he likes He just likes commanding like that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he does like that. And that's like... He's a... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's just crazy. He's just so crazy. And also, so much of that speech was about Taylor in, like, a weird way, right? Yeah, it was. That's so weird to me. That is so weird to me. She's a a lightning rod. She's a lightning rod, I guess. Even though, like... And you want her to be struck with lightning. Oh, my God, yeah. She's a lightning rod in the sense that I want to, like, wrap her around, gag her, tie her to a metal rod during a lightning storm, and whisper in her ear, this ends tonight. And then walk away. I want her gone. Mm. I want her gone. I hate her. I mean, it's so funny because, like, Kanye's, like, hated for his brashness and for his ego. But that was never as annoying as Taylor's fake humility to me. Ever. Do you know Uh, what I mean? I mean, is it, you know, why, why are you just assuming that she's fake? You have got to be joking. You remember when she'd win those awards and be like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. Like, really? You can't? It's your third year in a row, homegirl. Like, you're really su- surprised. Like, that was, like, her thing. This, like, cutesy, like, humble, like, I'm just a country girl. Like, I had no idea. That, to me, was so fake. It was mm. like a punchline for a while. Wasn't everyone making mm. fun of that, too? I don't know. Remember that video I sent to you on uh, when I texted that video? Please welcome to the stage, Eve yes. from Adam and Eve. <laughs> oh my God! I absolutely, literally started crying. It was so <laughs> funny. My favorite is seven days ago. I watched a VHS. Please welcome to the stage, Samara, the girl from the Ring. <laughs> and the camera pans over. It was weird. I was actually thinking about that video when I was watching the VMAs, like in like the clips that I was watching, because like the weird combos of like get of like announcers that used to happen at the vmas is just like non-existent and i realized that like the person who still does that is literally taylor swift at her own concerts <laughs> like that like back when it was literally like please welcome diana ross and lil kim like that is a crazy thing to have come out of someone's mouth and they don't do things yeah. like that anymore but taylor is like please welcome to the stage folk legend joan baez Julia Roberts and Stephen Hawking. Like, wait, what, girlfriend? Like, what is this trio? She's insane. So anyway, that's the VMAs. Buddy boy. Okay, do you want to give a Tom Tom Breda update? Yeah, Deflategate. This broke today. This is a big deal. Okay, what is that? 
He's not going to jail. Where, Pissed. What did, no, Tom Brady was never going to go to jail. I thought he was going to get um, the death sentence. He wasn't going to get the death sentence. <laughs> Can you He's, imagine if Tom Brady got the death penalty? <laughs> what if Tom Brady's penalty was just to have like a live webcam hooked up into the lock, Patriots locker room, fed into your computer? They're like, for some reason, this piece of legislation was pushed, or like this, uh, this, <laughs> this like piece of law was pushed in by um, right. some lawyer named Bod Rastenmare. <laughs> Bod Rastenmare. <laughs> it smells like Taco Bell, and it has some provolone cheese on it from Subway. I don't know. And then meet like somebody in the back with a mustache. Like, who's who would do that? It's crazy, but you should definitely rule with that. You that should be the ruling. Everyone's like, sir, how did you get in here? Like, what? What are you talking about? Needs a gordita crunch. Right. But basically what happened is the stupid NFL commissioner had suspended Tom Brady for the first four games of the the upcoming NFL season. Okay. And then a a third-party judge unaffiliated with the NFL or Tom Brady ruled that he was unlawfully suspended, and they overturned it. Damn. Just today. Do you feel like he was unlawfully suspended? Like, was it kind of going off of a guess at best? I kind of thought it was too much. I thought Tom Brady, uh, you know, whatever. He can do whatever he wants to the footballs he throws. It wasn't that big of a big of a competitive disadvantage. And, uh, yeah, I think everyone was making a whole lot of nothing out of something. So, more like, my wait. feelings on it. <laughs> um, you mean a whole, a whole lot, lot of something, something out of something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I was about to be like, I yeah. agree. Well, we right. all know that... Um, Giselle like threatened every last jury member like without doubt so yes that's my hot take because this went to court Giselle in came <laughs> in spoke some Braz- beautiful Portuguese yeah and just wooed everyone out and of, everyone's uh, like sold we vote innocent like what is this fake right. courtroom <laughs> no but it yeah. was just a it, it was just a judge there wasn't even a jury it was a very Ugh. very low key yeah and the my, judge was literally Tom Brady in a robe not buying it so my favorite part about the Tom Brady uh, lawyer or the the the, the Tom Brady um, judge judging appeal thing against the NFL, I don't know if you're uh, we're aware of this, but the first time they were in court, there was a courtroom sketch artist who drew the mo- the most jacked up picture of Tom Brady <laughs> anyone's ever seen, and she got so much shit for how awful it was. <laughs> People were killing her for how terrible Tom Brady looked during how the first one. How did the sketch one. get out? Did someone snap a pic being like, Jesus? No, because the sketch the sketch is like what they release because you're not allowed to take photos or anything inside of a courtroom. Oh. So that's why the sketch artist is there. So the media can like show the, the way things looked. Did she have to publicly apologize? Dude, people were killing her so much and she was like had having to defend herself like... <laughs> She's like, you don't understand how quickly I have to do stuff. Like, it's just crazy. And then she, so she like, she like got killed. And then she, apparently she like went and practiced a bunch. And then during uh-huh. last week they had, they had an appeal that was only four minutes long. And so okay. this lady, she, they, she comes out and she has a sketch. And the only quote that she had was, it was only four minutes. That was a nightmare. <laughs> and was, her Tom Brady She's the real story. Yeah, right. So, Wait, I'm looking at the picture the, now. Uh, Tom Brady literally looks like Robert Durst. <laughs> I know the this first one. Yeah, it does. Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> that literally is insane. It looks like the jonks. You know Giselle saw that yeah. and was like, that doesn't look like my Tommy. <sighs> and like literally cut her Achilles tendon in the parking lot. 
Oh yeah, my god, well, here's the woman. Do. She's posing with it. I feel so bad for her. Right. Everyone hated her. Oh my god, I feel so bad. Yeah, four <laughs> minutes? That's, so not, that's pretty good for four minutes. What about the fact that she had to color it in? I know. I know. But it, she doesn't get a pass. That first Tom Brady was so awful. That was really bad. Ugh, Looks sorry, like he got Chica. his face dented by a two by four. Oh my god, honestly, that would have been me. Wait, that is so funny. I'm obsessed. Well... Do you think Tom Brady would have gotten off if he wasn't so famous? Um, I think. Like, he do you think he was gotten, too big of a star? First of all, I think he wouldn't have gotten in trouble for this if he wasn't Tom Brady. I think that's right. The real it was a story. bit of both. Right, right. They want to make an example. I'm saying out of because him. because he's so successful, he's so successful, and the Patriots have kind of a kind of this weird history of of doing pushing the boundaries of what is considered cheating and what's considered gamesmanship. Mm-hmm. That I think uh, people are, are often looking at them and trying to pick and pull um, things that they do that might be considered uh, uh, cheating. And if it wasn't Tom I Brady, I'm, I, I, I don't think this, uh, this, yeah, this happens. So Fair enough. I still think he should have got the death penalty, but I know I'm in the minority. No. Right. I don't know. Right. I just don't think we have space in prisons to just keep putting people in. I think we need to start executing the football players that do things like this, you know? What do you think uh, <laughs> Tom Brady should wear more? Tidy whities or boxer briefs? Um, what he should wear more? Hmm. I mean, the right. only way to know is to just put that camera in, um, give me about 11 hours of footage a day. Because um, right. I don't want to answer that until I have, you know, proper evidence or I have proper footage to call through. I think boxer briefs, but... I'm willing to I, listen I think, to the other side. I think tidy whities are just funny. I think it's just a funny thing to wear. I do think they're really funny. When I see somebody wearing tidy whities it's always like, you made this choice. Mm. And I just don't know why. It's sort of like when someone has mm. an Android. Yeah, right. So when someone has an Android about. and then you get the, the green... Uh, the green. Yeah, uh, when you get a green text bubble, I just want to be like, you made this choice. Mm. Hmm, interesting. Interesting for you. That's what I always right. think. You always run the risk of, uh, you know, having some skid marks with the tidy whities too, so. Yes, definitely. Or as I call them, androids. (laughs) The the poop, the poo androids. Yeah, poop droids, I mean. Love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. If you should ever leave me, will life still go on? Believe me. Okay, is it time for double tongue? Because you know it's just someone else who's in jail <laughs> as we speak. Oh, yeah? Who? Um, double tongue of the week goes to Kim Davis, that like Rowan County clerk that literally oh, yeah, refused to give marriage licenses 
to like multiple different gay couples. And she took Tom Brady's place in jail this morning. Hell yeah. <laughs> so good for good for jail for uh, recognizing. Uh, yeah, second week, so, <laughs> second week in a row. Good. For, it's um, devil tongue slash good friend becomes jails. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was we last week, too. support the privatization of prisons. Yeah. Heavily. If it means that Kim Davis gets to go there, hell yeah, West. <laughs> Good. Hell yeah, West. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's in jail. She should literally go to jail. She's literally crazy. When they asked her, like, whose law she's, like, go like answering to, she's like, God's. <laughs> Which is, like, so intense to hear in, like... A sherbet colored office, like just like that yeah. word is like a lot. What do so, you think of the? Uh, apparently, this woman had been married four times, and during her first marriage, had kids out of wedlock with another man, who she later what? would, who w- would later be her third husband. Wow, are you joking? She's been divorced twice, had a kid out of wedlock, and then got married a third time? She got divor- She got divorced three times. She's been married four times. I think she's currently on her fourth marriage right now. I mean, I can't. <laughs> That's just like another one where it's like, you don't practice what you preach. And also, homegirl has such a big forehead, it would be perfect to draw a dick on. Just think, just saying that, putting that up there. Mm. Mm. Something for good friends a, to think about, a, like a realistic dick. You know how in high school like David Zane would would draw the very realistic looking. Uh, uh, it wasn't even just the dick; it was like the men's genital package. Yeah, like the shriveled scrotum, like the vein. You know, just like the whole package. And like the I want short, that. tiny little dick. Yeah, that would be a nice little stamp on her forehead. Yeah, I want the woman who did the Tom Brady sketch to do a really detailed Venus on her forehead in tattoo ink. Right. In green, which is the only color you can't remove. Right. We want to see shriveled penis sitting gently upon a a really fucking jacked up looking scrotum. Yeah, definitely. And then I want to be like, so how many times were you divorced? And have her answer me while I stare at that. She's a freak. Is she joking? Is she literally joking? She's a creature. I mean, this is this is why she's in jail because uh, you can't. Uh, it's not legal to do that. It's literally so. illegal, and also like homegirl. Like, what is your value system? You are so wild. But it's also kind of like, do you? Like, I'm not judging, but like, you know what I mean? Like, do you? But like, that is so like gnarly. If you actually she's are like, a, a good Christian. When you work for the court and your job is to execute the doings of the court, one of those things is to fill, to give up marriage licenses. And right. if you're not giving up marriage licenses to people who do want to get married, then you're not doing your job and you should get fired. And, right. Uh, totally. Yeah. She literally should get fired. She should get fired and not ever be allowed to work again. <laughs> is, it, is it crazy to suggest DP, death penalty? Death <laughs> or, or penalty. Or the other. <laughs> Getting DP'd, getting DP'd yeah. by two of her ex-husbands. Oh, God, spit-roasted by two of her ex-husbands shortly before she gets the chair. Vicious. Yeah. I don't even wish that on her, but I do wish that Dick she, you, So you wishes you wish that she gets the chair, but you don't <laughs> wish the spit-roasting. Not unless she's kind of down. <laughs> yeah. Which she probably would be. She sounds like a freck. She's probably somebody who proposed a threesome like multiple times and every time her husband is like, I told you I'm not interested and it's 3 p.m. Chill out. Right. And she's like, oh, I'm just joking. 
She's like, ha, 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 yeah, I'm totally kidding. But if you wanted to, Ken from next door, what do you think? And he's like, literally, it's 2.30 and our kids are sitting here. And they're like, mommy, shut up. And she's like, shut up, shut up. That's my impression of Ken Davis. Um, yeah, maybe her, like, uh, maybe, like, one of her husbands was gay and she's just super resentful now. Ooh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not trying to, like, hate on her appearance, but if I was married to her, like, I get it. Like, I can see the turning. I get it. I can see waking up to that. (laughs) I'm not trying to hate on her appearance, but I get that once you see her in fluorescent light, it's like, woo, I'm over this entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) Referring to all 50% of the population that even remotely mimics you. That's what what they probably said to her. You, uh, but you were making fun of how big her forehead, her back, how big her forehead was. I know. I'm hoping that, (laughs) I mean, that forehead is humongous. There's just like. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's also somebody who's, like, pinning her bangs back. I mean, like, Homegirl is screaming for a makeover. I do want her to at least get kind of, like, an extreme makeover situation. Like, see herself in the mirror, see what she could look like, and then immediately I want that and everything else of hers stripped away and for her to get the chair. Mm, okay. If I was a judge, this is quite literally how I would talk. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> Like, well, the jury has deliberated and they've come up um, with a decision, but um, I have made my own decision. And it's like you're going to get extreme makeovered and have everything stripped away afterwards. And then get DP'd and then they get executed. (laughs) And get DP'd. She's like, death penalty? I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, wait, really? And I'm like, with Ken. She's like, oh, from next door? I'm like, yeah, it's a favor. (laughs) But you're getting the chair right after. (laughs) That's great. So double tongue goes to KD, Kim Davis. Uh, uh, good job, Kim Davis. Good, good job, Kim. <laughs> good job, Kim, for being awful. So she for can being get, um, as bad as your forehead allowed you to be. Um, okay, and then good you friend can of the get week. DT'd before you get DT'd. <laughs> She's like, death penalty? Again. No. Ken, next door. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so she got DT'd. Who's your GFOT dubs? <laughs> My G- GFOTD uh, W, I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but D. dubs. D for week. dubs. D, the D week. <laughs> the dubs. The dubs. It's the Warriors. The no, it's um, Norm McDonald for being Hell hilarious yeah. in the new KFC, uh, KFC, uh, KFC, uh, you know, KFC's. Everything. KFC KFC's thing, like campaign. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> I know. What's with KFC doing the do, rehashing these old uh, SNLers? These old SNL guys. Yeah, I know. It's actually like really funny. Like, <laughs> is that their brand? Are they desperately searching for a brand? So they're like, how about re- former members of SNL? <laughs> but I'm down. He's so good at it. So I'm glad you chose that. And the commercial is really funny. <laughs> My favorite is when Norm Macdonald says something really insensitive, and people people get shocked and and go. <gasps> I know, it's because he says everything with a smirk, so it's really vicious, you know? Norm's great. Yeah, Norm's delivery is, like, really unique and, like, very underrated in comedy, I think. It's, like, I don't even know. It's, like, almost close to, like, it's, like, he could have been, like, a Vegas comic or something, the way he talks. He's so, like, you know what I mean? You know where he was born? Where? Quebec City, Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. No wonder. I he, always thought he was like a bit mentally challenged, but I just never like bothered to. No, you know he's or, Canadian. I did know he was Canadian. He loves hockey, so I figured. 
Ah. Uh. I was like, he's either from San Jose or he's literally from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. Was he fired from SNL? I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. He was part of that that group that got fired. So Him and, crazy. Uh, Sandler and uh, what's his face? Spade. Chris Farley. Farley got fired. Yep. Him Whoa. and uh, yeah, all those guys. Yeah. How soon after yeah, did he die? Fired. I think relatively soon. I mean, the guy. Uh, yeah, I think so. Wow, that's really uh, crazy. And yeah, that's really crazy. Well, Norm, love you if you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> My favorite is when Norm does the Burt Reynolds impression on Celebrity Jeopardy. I know, me too. Mostly because it's like a really bad Burt Reynolds. <laughs> you know I know, I mean? but that's what makes it great. Yeah, yeah. it's like not a great impression, but the joke just keeps getting better. It's great. And yeah. him as Trebek's foil is just so good. That's uh, Daryl Hammond is Trebek's foil. Oh, wait, who's he? Oh, Sean Connery. Yeah, he does But Sean they're Connery. the two staples. They're both staples. They both kind of bust his balls a little bit. Right, they do. True. But you're right. Hammond is the or Hammond as Connery is like the one. Oh my god, so good. Yeah. Tiki. <laughs> okay. Um, Who's yours? My good friend of the week is um, filmmaker Wes Craven, who died like this past ah. weekend of brain cancer. Mm. And I was like really sad mm. about it. I was very sad about yeah. it. That one Wes really Craven, got to me. creator of uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Two Fingers or whatever his name is. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street with Eddie Two Fingers, the loan shark from New Jersey. Like who? <laughs> Wes Craven, no. the inventor of the popular horror f- character Polly Walnuts. <laughs> This Nightmare on Elm Street Sopranos fanfic is writing itself. <laughs> no, he created Nightmare on Elm Street with um, horror legend Eddie Azinga, and um, you know, he <laughs> is also the creator of Scream. Um, super influential, not a great filmmaker, never really became a great filmmaker, but definitely a really important one in his own way. And I like really was sad about that one. He like. It's like one of those, like, I always think of his movies as like the movies I used to watch with like my dad. Um, Cause like, mm. you know how, like, I guess you don't know, but like when your parents get divorced, you get such like a, you get such like newfound freedoms with like one of the parents. Like they kind of let you watch like R-rated movies earlier, like stay up later. It just is like this thing that I think happens with like most divorce situations. And yeah. my dad would just like, let me watch horror movies like really early and like, I, like, loved the Scream movies so much, watched them, like, a million times, and, like, went back and watched Nightmare on Elm Street, and, like, really loved the first one. I never saw, like, the sequels, really, which is, like, super weird. And then watched, like, Last House on the Left, which, like, literally fucked me up. It was so intense. Never watched it again. Do you have emotional yeah. issues because of that movie? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's... Have you seen it? It's, like, in... No. It's so gnarly. It is literally... The still like one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen, and in its own weird way, is like even though it's like super old, it's like from the seventies, and there was like a huge gap. It feels sort of like an early like found footage kind of horror movie. It's not really. I think it's mostly just because it's like grainy, but it's like it just has this feeling as if you like uncovered something nasty like in your backyard or something. Like you moved into a house and found like a VHS in the basement without meaning to. It's really really Mm. messed up. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's intense. It's like a rape revenge horror film. It's like really a lot, but it like stuck with me. And like, yeah, so him dying was like a real like, whoa, that was 
one of those like filmmakers that I associate with my youth like majorly. He's not someone I like think of as a great filmmaker who I like learned to love artistically, but emotionally he like meant a lot to me. So I was like really bummed mm. about that. Wes Craven, let's see. He is the creator of um, The Hills of Eyes. He directed yes. that one. The original. He wrote it. Never saw it, let's to be honest. Let's see Nightmare on Elm Street with Eddie Two Fingers. Right. <laughs> um, he did uh, Shocker, that popular sex act with the two in the pink, one in the stink. Right. It was his first serious documentary. No, this is actually just a horror film that he directed. No, I'm about, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> he did Let's direct see. Music of the Heart with Meryl Streep, though. <laughs> he did. He did. Jesus, really? Yes, where she plays like a conductor. Oh, ugh. Okay. Who gets murdered? Has... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had that super dumb uh, Rachel McAdams movie, Red Eye. That movie's awesome, okay? That movie is so good. That is actually one of the best experiences I've had in a theater. I can't believe I forgot that. It was, like, the most audience participation I've ever felt in a movie theater that's not, like, a cult classic, like, not, like, a Rocky Horror situation. People and were just he... so vocal. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah, it was the best. It was the best. Mm, red Eye. Yeah. He did a movie called Inside Deep Throat. I'm gonna just let your mind do with that what you will. No, he yeah, was I just in he, that. He didn't. He didn't direct it. <laughs> it was a um, really investigative expose about nodules. Yeah. And uh, let's see, what else did he do? Um, scream, like the scream movies. Did uh, you the skip scream those movies. On I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, the scream movies. And then he uh, did Bridget Jones's Diary. <laughs> no, he did not. No, he did not. No, he didn't. <laughs> Honestly, after Music of the Heart, I was like, maybe, but like, what? Like, why? <laughs> Meryl Streep got nominated for an Oscar for that movie, which honestly is just because she's Meryl, but still, the fact. <laughs> they, she gets one fucking nomination a year. That doesn't even count. I know. She could literally be like videotaped taking a shit, and if it was submitted, they'd be like, whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Supporting actress. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> Supporting actress or something. Like, just the lead actress is the shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the lead actress is the toilet for taking it. Yeah. Can you imagine a toilet like, thank you so much. It was an honor to work with Meryl. Um, right. But yeah, the Scream movie is awesome. He also did like, so he did like the first Nightmare on Elm Street, maybe the second. I don't think so. I think he just did the first and then didn't do any of the sequels, but he came back and did this movie called Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And it was this like meta horror movie about like the actors from the first movie playing themselves and Wes Craven played himself and like Freddy Krueger came to like haunt the people that had made this movie. And it was like the first yeah. kind of like meta horror movie and sort of like in a way like prepped people for that vibe and scream that like really sort of postmodern, like overly like yuck, yuck, yuck kind of horror movie. He was like super yeah. inventive, even though, he, yeah, it's like a weird, it's a weird one for that. That he's just dead and also brain cancer. Like, huh? That's so sad. Mm -hmm. I was literally in a movie theater when I heard the news. I was watching San Andreas for, brace yourself, $1.50. Which one's San Andreas? The one with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, where the fault line goes crazy. Oh, where the, where the fault line decides to take out human, human, yeah. human life. <laughs> fault line decides to take out human is the tagline of the movie. <laughs> 
No, this movie theater was amazing. I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't want anyone else to go, although maybe they should so it stays open, but it's in Los Angeles. I went and saw San Andreas for one Fifty, and then went and saw Jurassic World in 3D, and there was a $2 surcharge for 3D, meaning I saw two movies for literally $5. How? Uh, Jurassic World, that's the one with Chris Pratt, the one that just came out, right? Yes, Jurassic. it is. Hmm. Well, that's worth it. But yeah, I don't know. San Andreas, it looked like a piece of shit. Was it good? It was so good. I mean, it's obviously absolute huh? crap, but it's so good. Oh, all right. <laughs> I just love disaster movies. Yeah. And what's great is The Rock literally, like, doesn't save anyone. Like, the whole movie is, like, him, like, going to, like, find his daughter. And he passes, like, three different disasters, like, in a helicopter. And he's like, oh, no. Anyway. And he just leaves. (laughs) He's, like, literally the worst hero. But I loved it. He's so, he's, like, so good in it. And that movie is so good. Well, maybe you should start watching Ballers on HBO. Yeah, definitely. Um, So that was our episode. (laughs) (laughs) Zero interest, although I will literally watch anything with him, so maybe I'll give it a shot. Dwayne the Rock, I don't watch it. It's supposed to be a piece of shit. Oh, is it really? Okay, never mind. It looks kind of like terrible. Entourage, but like with sports. Yeah, I heard it was a less interesting Entourage. Which is crazy because Entourage is already barely interesting. <laughs> so is yeah. it a silent movie? Like, what is this show? Right. The Rock so and anyway. Mutes in. Right. <laughs> The Rock, autistic people and mutes in. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Autistic people are super interesting, actually. They are. They speak their mind. <laughs> Hot take of the a, week. Was it a, yeah, was it a jab at autistic people? <laughs> no, I love. I know. One autistic person literally say something super rude to me once. They really speak their mind. <laughs> they tell you if they don't like your shirt. <laughs> No, they're great. I love them. They're so cute. I'm not even trying to infantilize them. I just think they're so lovely. Mm, I just want to eat them. Maybe we can hook you up with an uh, autistic person. Ooh, rare. The whole time I'd be like, you're just a little snack, aren't you? They're just so cute. I want to put them literally on an English muffin. Mm, Good. We can make it happen. (laughs) Yeah, on that note. Thank you, autism. Uh, thank you, India. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank you. Do you know that song? <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. No. Thanks, uh, polio, I guess. I don't know. Thank you, polio. Should we thank polio? Thank you, Jonas Salk, the uh, man who created the cure for polio. Yeah. Thank you, um, everyone, really. <laughs> Thank you. Just thank you. Keep uh, keep supporting us, please. Keep so God, that was so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> you entered like NPR please. voice. Like, yeah, please. thank you, thank you. Please support us. <laughs> like you came in close. Naste. Um Give thank us you guys so much for listening. Money. Oh, oh. <laughs> I need money. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. La 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 la. Give a little time for the child within you. 
Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run. Run through the meadow and scare up the milking cows. Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away. Stop and listen, love you.